Hey everybody, my name is Jeff and I'm hosting a three-day trivia and game summit and I'm so excited to announce that Pub Trivia Experience will be running their show live on the main stage. The Trivia and Game Summit is three days of live trivia, live game shows, live podcasts, and live improv. We have it jam-packed about four hours per day. There's even some shows where you play along at home for a chance to win up to $500. So come join Pub Trivia Experience along with Foreplay, Triviality, Game Show Ready, Who Will Save Generation X, Something Something Birds, Live from the Beach Bungalow, The Stuff I Never Knew Trivia Game Show Podcast, PowerPoint Showdown, and now Pub Trivia Experience. $15 gets you access to all three days. You could win up to $500, and 100% of those ticket sales go to support the shows. Go to TriviaSummit.Live, TriviaSummit.Live. That's where you get your tickets. That's how you play for $500. That's how you see all these shows. We'll see you at TriviaSummit.Live, and we'll see you during the event. I'm gonna wash this pod right out of my hair. I'm gonna wash this pod right out of my hair. <laughs> that was good. I like it. <laughs> bye bye, birdie. Did he really get pinned? Did you kiss him and try? He pinned him and on. Was he too shy? Going steady. Hi, Going steady. Steady for good. I'm on my own. Drinking my whiskey. <laughs> Dude, can I take just one more shot? Something like, uh, booze, the liquid that we drink, brackets, <laughs> the picks that we will make. <laughs> it's here, it's boozy bracketology. That's not bad. I had it, and then I heard their versions, and they're both better than what I came up with. <laughs> Don't cry for me, empty glass. I gotta drink it. I gotta drink it. Yeah, this chorus line for you. Let's go down the list. I'm not telling you that my drink is empty. Into the bottle here I pour. It's going down. <laughs> Happy, happiness is boozing my cup. I'm just having fun. <laughs> Attend the boozy bracket pod. <laughs> Born to drink this whiskey. Born to drink it down. Oh, yeah. Look at me and you will see. This is boozy bracketology. (laughs) I think I'm gonna like this beer. Do you hear the people sing, singing the songs of drunken men? This is a music of a people who will not be sober again. When the beating of your head echoes the clinking of a glass, there's a work day about to start when tomorrow comes. Uh, yay! I have to work tomorrow. So I want to echo this. Encore, that um. No, don't do an encore. No one needs an encore. Uh, I'm sure that whatever Steven and Nikki came up with while I was coming up with that little jingle right there, 
nine times better, 900 times better than what I just did. But welcome to Boozy Bracketology, ladies and gentlemen. This is the podcast that believes in strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And we are neck deep in the round of 64 as we try and determine the best Broadway musical of all time. In round one, you heard some really controversial takes, uh, some of them by Leah, some of them by Steven, some of them by Nikki, our three panelists tonight. We're going to start with them one by one. We're actually going to start out in Fort Worth, Texas. Steven, my friend, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing just fine. I really wasn't planning on drinking anything this night, but I guess by the rules of the podcast, I have to have something. Let's see. Oh, uh, here is just a Diet Coke lying around. I guess I'll suffer through that just for the pod. Stephen always putting his health, his, his the podcast over the well-being of his health and sanity because drinking soda this late at night, probably not good for his wife's sanity right now. He's going to be up late, probably playing video games. I think there's a new Pokemon game out he might be playing. It's well, not out yet. It's coming very soon. I'm very ready for it. Well, if, you, if you don't hear from Stephen for a few months here on Boozy Bracketology, you know why. Leah, to my left, my lovely wife, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing great. I'm still drinking water. Gotta stay hydrated. Yeah, me too. That's why I have gone ahead and uh, popped myself a bottle here. A beautiful bottle. Is that uh, beer? It's beer. It's Yingling Lager. <laughs> um, yes. That's like your go-to when you go to restaurants and you don't. they don't have any like craft beer. It's a good beer. It's a good solid everyday drinker. It's a really good beer. I am a fan of Yingling. I'm also a fan of Nikki Mott. Nikki, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing good. Yeah, say I'm I'm a fan of musicals, but I'm a bigger fan of my liver right now, so I'm still drinking water because March Madness pretty much killed it. So <laughs> Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Speaking of killing it, we've got sixteen Broadway musicals here that we are gonna whittle down to eight. This is the lower left hand side of the bracket. I believe this is the seventies and the eighties portion of the bracket. And we're gonna get started here. Steven, you're kicking us off. The one seed from this portion of the bracket, of course, is Les Mis. Don't make me say the full name. I can't pronounce it. The 16th seed is nine. Steven, give me your controversial opinion. Well, when it comes to this chick, there is one obvious choice. There is only one thing you can pick when it comes to this game. It must be Les Miserables. It's not that hard to say. Yeah, nine has no choice. Play Miz. They often stay on one note for a very long time, so that when they change to a different note, you know this. That mu- that musical, something rotten, not on this bracket. Should have been. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal music. That ripped my heart shame. out. It is a shame. All right, <laughs> Leah, you're up next. All right, so which of these two musicals has the better story? It's Les Mis. Which ones have the better songs? Les Mis. Which one has the better uh, character arcs? Les Mis, for the most part. I mean, I will never care about Marius and Cosette, um, but I was all in on the character of Eponine as a teenager. I felt seen when I saw her on stage, and it made all of my adolescent feelings of unrequited love feel completely validated. Um, The redemption arc um, with... uh, Valjean and then the justice little dance that they do between Javert and Valjean is just really captivating. You really are just like this cat and mouse situation going on that you're really, really invested in. Um, and let's not forget that pretty much the entire show is sung. So there are very few spoken parts. So sorry, Nine, you did not stand a chance. This is going to Les Mis. Les Mis picks up a second vote. Nikki, do we have a sweep? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not on my own here. It is definitely lamez. Ha ha ha! No, I mean nine is good. I mean, I don't want to like give it. I mean, it, it, it's it's fine, but it was definitely like a play in sixteen game. I mean, it is. It is what it is. Agreed. They got to dance. <laughs> you know, there is no St. Peter's here. <laughs> Les Mis is going to move on to the round of 32 as I try and get the inexplicable sound effect of Russell Crowe hitting the river in the movie version of Les Mis. <laughs> that sound effect is still in my head. I don't know why they went with that sound effect because it sounds like a watermelon hitting a the ground. When he's supposed to land into a river, right? He lands into a river. Never mind. Neither here nor there. Moving right along. You're not here to listen to me and my drunken antics. Our next pick. Ooh, a tough one here. The eight seed, Dream Girls. The nine seed, Annie. Leah, get us started. Is this a tough pick, though? I mean, is there anyone above the age of nine who likes Annie? I mean, I haven't seen the show since I probably was nine. And you know what I remember from it? The dog. And I don't even remember the dog's name. And he or she was the most memorable memorable character to me apparently um oh and mrs hannigan she was kind of a memorable bitch i guess um but dream girls it's beautiful and that moment where i'm telling you comes on i mean it doesn't matter who sings it if you get that role you have the acting chops and the vocal strength to pull it off dream girls is just a better show so it's gonna get my vote dream girls has its first vote nikki you're up you know, I actually find this tough. Like, I do. I mean, I know it's Annie, and it's it's kind of a little kid show, but I like Annie, and it has so many iconic songs. Um, and Dreamgirls is really, really good. I, I, I'm glad that it, it got a movie version, because I don't think Dreamgirls was... I don't know how many people really saw it before the movie. I mean, it, it was... It, it made a pretty good theatrical run, but um, definitely the movie version brought it some claim to fame. Um... Uh, you know, I enjoy the songs in Dreamgirls, you know, probably more, but I got to go for Annie on this one. I just think it's more iconic. I it's I like Annie. I'm going Annie. Sorry. And with Hate that, me later. We have another one to one tie and we're bringing it over to Steven to break. My plan for this game was to spend my time complaining that in the famous film version of Annie, they take out the full version of Tomorrow to put in a song called Dumb Dog, where they talk about the dumb dog. And we only get the reprise with FDR, which makes no sense. But now I have to do something serious, because we've almost created a major fucking error here. There is only one choice here. And that's Annie. Dreamgirls is not that good. It's playing a... got great songs in it but those aren't original songs to it it's not part of the dream girl thing it, it, it's this jukebox musical thing that lives off the fact that it's talking about a group that was very very good in a very very strong genre of music but annie is a much more complete story dream girls is just another it's another biopic about a musical group and we've seen a million of those dewey cox is the best version of it walk hard I don't need to see Dreamgirls again. If I want to hear that music, I'll just turn on the radio. If I want to see a play, a musical, I want to see Annie. Annie gets my vote. Annie takes a two-to-one win. Moving it into the round of 32, Leah is shaking her head in disappointment. <laughs> Team Dog, I whatever thought, your name I thought is. I was going to be the only one. I thought I was. 
And on Nikki, as we found out, there's always more than one crazy person on every podcast. We are moving along to a potential maybe 12-5 upset. Teasers right here. Teaser. No, we'll see. The five seed of Chorus Line, the 12 seed of The Wiz. Nikki, kick us off. I don't know what to say. I, I, I don't. I, I the whiz. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's good. Um, but I. I got to go a chorus line on this one. I think a chorus line is just. I. I really enjoy that one. I love all the music in a chorus line, and it just screams musical to me. I mean, it's a musical about auditioning for a, a musical. I mean, it's about you know actors and being on Broadway. I mean, it's kind of the essence of a musical. So I have to go with a chorus line. Even though I, I do really like the Wiz. Chorus line picks up its verse vote. Steven, you're up next. This is a weird one for me that these two got matched up because these are both uh, musicals where I really, really love one song in each of them. And then if the other songs came up on a playlist, I would hit the skip button. So for me, this is nothing from a chorus line, a song that I truly love because it's wonderful and funny. And it's just a fun song to sing. I sing it all the time. And it's going up against Get On Down the Road from The Wiz, which is really the only memorable song The Wiz has, bar none. That being said, uh, like I just said previously about Dreamgirls, Motown is a very good genre. Get On Down the Road is a better song. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go ahead and punt. I'm going to give it to The Wiz. <laughs> Steven has punted. I think the last time Steven punted, we all remember what happened, right? That is when Moneyball? Is that Moneyball? Moneyball beat Remember the Titans over a year ago. So Steven is really tempting fate here. Leah, the ball's in your hands. What do you think? Well, is there anyone who isn't a trained dancer who likes a chorus line? Well, it's not me because I can't keep time. Um, It's like two hours of hearing a metronome. So sorry, Flowbots. I can't keep rhythm with no metronome, no metronome, no metronome. So I definitely am not going to vote for a chorus line. Uh, The Wiz is interesting. I think in some ways without The Wiz, we don't get Hamilton, uh, which we'll talk about in a future episode. So it's a very interesting concept, particularly for its time. So it's not great. It's not perfect, but that doesn't mean that it's not important. And so it's going to get my vote. No metronome, no. And with that, a uh, shout out to the one hit wonder Flowbots <laughs> song Handlebars. The Wiz picks up its second vote. It's moving on to the round of 16. There was no love for tits and ass. No love. <laughs> There's a lot of love. Wow. Abundant love here. I'm also a big fan of 12 5 upsets, and that's our first 12 5 upset of the bracket. The 12 seed of The Wiz has secured its spot in the round of 32. We are moving along. We're going to kick this next one off with Steven. Steven, you've got the four seed into the woods. The 13 seed, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Kick us off. Yeah, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Is just It's a fun, fine little play, but it's very much like a Peanuts comic. You read it, you recognize that it's supposed to be humorous. You don't actually laugh, and then you move on with your life. Um, into the woods... I'll just let the cat out of the bag. It's one of my favorite musicals. I, I absolutely adore it. The, the the idea, the way the act structure... First of all, let me give you a big warning. Don't see the goddamn movie. 
the movie is a fucking train wreck, atrocious thing, where it got shoved together and it no longer makes sense. None of the themes work out. None of the characters learn any lessons. All you do is leave scratching your head. If you see the play, it's a brilliant thing where the first act is just fairy tale characters all interacting with each other, so we're having fun. And then we come at the second act, which is what happens after the happily ever after? What are the actual things that they learned? Did they learn anything? Does that prepare you for your next step in life? Do fairy tales prepare you for the real world? The stories that we learn as kids set you up. It's this beautiful metatextual thing I absolutely love. I'm almost positive I'm going to see it later or get to talk about it more later. So I'm just going to go ahead and vote for Into the Woods now. Into the Woods picked up its first vote. Next vote goes to Leah. Well, if you want to hear my thoughts on the Peanuts gang, take a listen to our episodes on the best holiday movie or best holiday song. Don't listen to my thoughts on the Broadway show. It's really unnecessary. I mean, it did give uh, Kristen Chenoweth her first Tony Award, but we aren't basing our votes on the actors and their performances. We're basing it on the show itself. Um, I actually don't think Into the Woods is should be seated as high as it is, and I don't think of it as fondly as Steven does, but... I know critics really liked it. Um, It's sort of interesting, like Stephen was talking about, how the first act is all the characters getting to a place where all their hopes and their dreams come true. Just have the second act kind of turn things upside down for them. Um, It makes you think a little bit. So, sorry, Charlie, my vote's going to be for Into the Woods. Into the Woods picks up a second vote. Nikki, do we have a sweep? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I would definitely vote for Into the Woods on this one. Um, but you're a good man, Charlie Brown. I mean, I want to give it a little love. I, I, I enjoyed that show. It's a cute little, little number. I like how the whole thing is just kind of like these little comic strips and has some cute little songs. Um, it's definitely, I mean, if, if it's playing at your local community theater, like it's, it's enjoyable, um, into the woods. I mean, we'll talk about that more later, but I, I have, I have stuff to say about that one too. Oh, thank God you all made a good decision. I don't have to sing the song Agony over and over again. <laughs> Into the Woods is moving on to the round of 32. That's part the, of the movie version, though. The only good part of the movie version. Of yeah. It. Yeah, if you if you can't see it live on stage, just go find a bootleg of, like, the Bernadette Peters version or something, but don't see the movie. <laughs> oh, the movie's so bad. I was so looking forward to that movie, and then they got it so wrong. Into the woods, into the round of 32. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Unfortunately, we will uh, probably never talk about you again here on Busy Bracketology. We are moving along. Leah, you're kicking us off here, and there is a right answer to this question. Are you going with the six-seed Sweeney Todd or the 11-seed Scotty Pippen? Wait, no, just just, just Pippen? Just Pippen? Okay. Just Pippen. <laughs> Um, so this is kind of interesting for me because neither ones are really ones I would probably choose to go back and watch on a regular basis. Um, I think they both do pretty good jobs at what they're trying to accomplish. Um, but Sweeney Todd does do it better. Um, I mean, it's dark and weird, but that's exactly what it was supposed to be. So that Demon Barber of Fleet Street is getting my vote. Sweeney Todd picks up a first vote. Nikki, you're up. Um... Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of indifferent to these two. I mean, I, it, uh, I mean, I enjoyed Pippin when I saw it, but I think Sweeney Todd is just a little bit more iconic. I mean, Pippin, it, I feel like maybe your high school does it, and that's the only reason you see it. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's been a really good uh, remake of it recently. Maybe there has, and I I don't know. Um, but Sweeney Todd. 
um, has a couple of good songs. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd picks up a second vote. Stephen, do we have a sweep? Oh yeah, that's an easy sweep. Uh, Pippin starts out so strong. You know, it's got the Rivers Belong Where They Can Ramble song way up there towards the first act, and it just kind of peters out after that. You, you kind of get the idea of why it was popular when it first came out, but it doesn't hold a candle to Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd is just a great character study with some really good music peppered throughout. Um, it's a great dark comedy and it's hard to find a musical dark comedy anywhere um so just for being unique like that it deserves a lot of praise um sometimes it's a little more dark than comedy i get that that's kind of an issue for some people but i really enjoy sweeney todd's soundtrack i think it's very very well put together play uh and if you can find the touring company where the actors play their instruments on stage with them definitely make sure you go see that version because it's a really really good minimalistic use of uh use of the stage it's it's breathtaking sweeney todd at the risk of alienating some of our european listeners i do find it funny that someone was able to find the worst food in london one laugh one laugh that's all i got it's okay (laughs) it's okay it's okay we don't have any listeners in london anymore Sweeney Todd, though, has taken its rightful place in the round of 32. Thank you all for making good decisions tonight. And we are moving along. Your next pick. The three seed, Chicago. The 14 seed, hashtag release the butthole cut. It's cats. (laughs) Nikki, we're getting started with you. I mean, cats is one of those weird ones that... I don't know. It ran forever. And I guess people think it's good because it ran for so long. And maybe there are some people who enjoy it. I don't know. I I watch it and I'm just super confused. Like, I don't understand anything that's going on in Cats. Now, it has a couple of, like, good songs. You know, Memory. Um, Yeah, actually, that's about it. I mean, well, it's real. It's... But it is. It's Cats just dancing around. I I just don't understand it. I've never understood Cats. I I don't know. So I have to go for Chicago. Chicago is really good. Uh, I love all the music in Chicago. Um, it has a couple of good leading female characters. Um, so, yeah, definitely Chicago. Chicago picks up his first vote. We're going the next pick. We're throwing the next pick over to Steven. Cats is nothing more than a musical abortion that stinks worse than the shit in my actual cat's litter box. It has no plot, no forward momentum, it makes no sense. The only redeeming part of Cats is that it's a very lavish Broadway musical with sparkly cat latex suits based on the poems of a person who was very definitely a fascist. That's his only redeeming quality, that ironically, his T.S. Eliot's works are now presented that way. Uh, Chicago is great, but I don't have to say anything here, because Cats is literally, it probably causes cancer, as far as I can tell. <laughs> well, Cats, uh, yeah, I'm never listening to Cats again now. Leah, do we have a sweep? Uh, yeah, I mean, I fell asleep watching Cats in the theater. I didn't fall asleep watching Chicago. Um, I don't think Chicago is as great as everyone says it is, um, but it's not Cats. Um, plus the cell block tango is so delicious to watch. So my vote's for Chicago. Chicago picks up a third vote. It's definitely moving on to the round of 32. And we are moving along to one of our last two picks of the evening. Ooh, this one could get a little cantankerous here. The seventh seed is Grease. The 10th seed, Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. 
Steven, you are kicking us off. Hot take here. I don't like Greece. Okay, I'm just going to be straight out. Uh, I find a lot of the subplots go nowhere. Uh, I find it very weird that Danny doesn't have to change it all, and yet Sandy has to completely invert her life. That's the lesson of it. I, 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 I... I don't think that any of the songs on it are really that great. I think they're easy to sing. That's their chief quality. That's why we all learn them when we're young. We can kind of sing them. We can kind of get along. It's not a challenging musical in any way. It's, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Whatever makes people grease heads, it doesn't translate to me. Maybe it's because I'm not a car guy. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat is a mess. Every other song is a different genre. Uh, it, 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 it really, you've got a very passive character because, you know, it's a very early biblical story and early texts don't tend to care that much about motivation, more about sort of what happens. And it, 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 tra- it does not beef Joseph's character up enough for me to really care about him. I mean, he just kind of lets things happen to him as he goes along and then he tells people what dreams mean. He's it, but like even though I have to like sit through that terrible Apache song, the Canaan days, um, you know, you get two or three bad songs and you get a Go Go Joseph or something fun like that. So uh, I would rather watch Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat again. I think there's at least some things in there I admire, even though it's sporadically good at best. Joseph gets my vote. Joseph picks up an apathetic first vote. The next vote here goes to Leah. So it's so funny that these two are matched up together because I both I saw them both when I was probably in fourth grade and my mom and I had season passes to the Performing Arts Center. Um, so I really went in not knowing anything about either of these shows when I saw them. And guess what? Grease isn't really for fourth graders or teenagers or adults because you know what? Sandy and Danny's toxic relationship is just better left alone. Um, I actually like to think that Sandy drowned on the beach and the whole show is about her making her way to the afterlife, you know, in a flying car. That's canon for me. Um, but no, Joseph, I remember thinking it was colorful and magical and funny. I mean, Pharaoh performing as Elvis is pretty, pretty dope. Um, yes, it's a retelling of a Bible story, Bible story, sort of. Um, but I don't feel like it's overly religious that a non-religious person couldn't still enjoy it. Um, the songs are really catchy. I used to play the soundtrack over and over again on my cassette tape. Um, like, I could probably still sing most of the lyrics to the songs. They're definitely ones that stick with me. Uh, so yeah, Joseph's going to get my vote for being fantastic. And colorful. <laughs> it was red and yellow and green. All right, Nikki, bring us home. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to say. Um, I also would go with Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I actually really love that show. I mean, Steven's right. It's kind of a mess, like, with the with the way the songs go. But I think they're all fun. I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's like an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, the show is just like a colorful little little show. And Grease, I've, you know, I've seen the movie version. I've seen it. You know, I, I actually saw Grease on Broadway. And it it's... It's fine. I mean, it's, I mean, I love, you know, look at me, Sandra D. And it's a, it's a show that like every high school does, but yeah, I, I feel like it doesn't have much plot at all. I definitely would have to go Joseph on that one. I don't know why I keep talking. All right. 
go, 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 Nikki. Go, 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 go away. Close every door to me. <laughs> As we lock Nikki in a pit in the basement until she can interpret our dreams, we are moving along. Joseph is moving into the round of 32, and we have our last pick of this portion of the bracket. Some of these just, I'm looking at the seating, and the seating here is just tough because I have a hard time putting this together. The two seed, of course, is going to be Phantom of the Opera. The 15 seed is Evita. Leah, you're kicking us off here. Get us started. So I actually first saw Phantom on stage when I was in London, um, and I didn't really get it. Um, I kind of thought it was a creepy story. I was like, why is everyone making such a big deal out about this guy who's pretty much a stalker and is like, like emotionally manipulating this girl? Um, but then the Gerard Butler movie came out, and I was all in on that toxic relationship between Christine and the Phantom. Um, the healthy goody two-shoes, he could just suck it, in my opinion. Um, but no, the songs and the musical composition in Phantom are really great. Um, but I also really like Evita a lot, too. And Don't Cry For Me, Argentina is just stellar. Um, the song is so powerful and gives me goosebumps. I really hate that I'm going first on this one. Um... Do you know what else gives me goosebumps? Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go for Phantom. I'm gonna go for Phantom of the Opera here. No, nothing, no, no big, uh, no big upset for me. Well, Hans Zimmer asks, dun, 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 wins Leah's heart. Phantom picks up its first vote. Next vote goes to Nikki. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely like a Weber off here. Um, well, like Fan of, Fan of the Opera is one of those shows that I feel like even if you've never seen a musical, like you've seen Phantom or you or you've heard of Phantom, it's the longest running musical. Um, the music is it's really pretty. The storyline is a little to be desired, but um, I, I mean I'm Fan of the Opera. It's Fan of the Opera. Avita has really good music, um, and the story is good. Now I will say I am a believer in seeing the stage version rather than the movie versions but the Evita movie maybe controversial opinion better than the stage version I think it's better um they changed the story a lot <laughs> which is probably why it's a little more like romantic and stuff like that in the movie where you know the actual storyline you know come on the guy was like a pedophile they have a whole number with him being a pedophile in Evita so um but they cut that out of the movie uh, I will have to go Phantom on this one. I think it's a little more iconic, but I do really like Evita and the movie version with Antonio. Mwah. I love Antonio in that movie. Antonio wasn't enough to save uh, Evita from the clutches of the Phantom, but we are moving on here. Steven, our last pick of the evening. Do we have a sweep? Uh, first of all, let me say I am in 100% agreement that Evita, the film version, is better than the stage play. Uh, if for no other reason than what they did with another suitcase in another hall. And they made that mm -hmm. an Evita song instead of just the weird young lady in the boot. Um, but that being said, uh, as much as I do like Evita, as much as there are great songs, um, as, as we said before, um, uh, just even if like you were only talking about You Must Love Me, that great song at the very end of it where 
like Evita realizes that her relationship has not just been one of another person using her and her using him. That's a, it's there's a great catharsis in that song, and there's it's a really smart play, but it's up against the Phantom of the Opera, and the Phantom of the Opera is there's a reason why it's the play that everyone that just never been to a musical before, but it's in New York City, goes to see the Phantom of the opera because it's the safe one that they know is going to be great because they've been doing the same show for you know since the 80s began and it's still fantastic it's still captivating it's so good that gerard butler can play the titular role and still be (laughs) a decent adaptation that's how good it is when jerry b doesn't screw it up my god you've got something going there i mean he tries his damn hardest he doesn't do a single good thing in that role and it's still worth watching the movie. So Phantom of the Opera wins. Phantom of the Opera does win. It gets the sweep. And ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our 70s and 80s portion of the bracket. As we move into the round of 32 for this portion of the bracket, you'll hear that again in episode five. We're going to see the one seat of Les Mis against the nine seat of Annie. The 12-5 upset, the Wiz, the 12 seed, taking on the four seed of Into the Woods. The six seed Sweeney Todd against the three seed Chicago, which was a battle will be a battle of the sweeps. And finally, we'll end it with Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat against Phantom of the Opera. There are a lot of heavy hitters still left in this bracket. I can't wait to see where this goes. Hey, listen, if you're enjoying the Boozy Bracketology podcast, uh, do me a favor, if you've got the financial means to do so, patreon.com slash ptebb is your exclusive home for all of our bonus content, bonus brackets, bonus trivia, not just from the pub trivia, not just from Boozy Bracketology, but our sister podcast, the pub trivia experience. All of our bonus content is on there, including if you're into Broadway musicals, you might be into like movies and stuff. We have an entire other podcast that we did for a while called Recast That, where we did fan casting of some of your favorite movies and television shows All of those episodes are going to be available on our Patreon feed. Not to mention at the end of this bracket, we're going to have a boozy revisited where we look back at all of the horrible decisions these panelists have made and we hold them accountable for those decisions. They will have to answer the tough questions. With all of that being said, find us on the lounge fans of pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology on Facebook. Uh, You can find us on the other social medias as well. We're out there. Boozy bracketology. You can find us anywhere. But for Boozy Bracketology, I have been your unbiased and always correct host, Chris. I have been Steven. I'm Leah. Nikki. We will see you next time. Have a good one.